Welcome to Campaign Chemistry, where we pick the brains of creative alchemists, business wizards, and marketing geniuses behind the world's greatest brands. Independent agency chemistry has a philosophy that's all about blowing shit up. For clients, this means dissecting a problem to its core and creating something new and unexpected, whatever that might mean for a particular brand or category. President Tim Smith started the agency in 2009 with his creative partner, Chris Breen. Since then, it has scaled into a full-service agency with offices in Atlanta, Miami, New York, and Pittsburgh, and it has racked up some impressive accolades, including winning Silver for Independent Agency of the Year at the Campaign U.S. Agency of the Year Awards. In this episode, Smith talks about why he started the agency, his philosophy around independence, and how chemistry continues to blow shit up for clients. I'm your host, Allison Weisbrot, editor of Campaign U.S., and you're listening to Campaign Chemistry. Hello, Tim. How are you? Thanks so much for joining me today. Hello, Allison. My pleasure. Honored to be here. So I'm excited to have you on today because your agency has such a great name that I decided (laughs) to name my podcast after it. (laughs) We appreciate that. Spreading the love all over. Yeah, just kidding. We did not. It was a coincidence for the listeners. We did not rip off chemistry's name. But um, <laughs> tell tell our listeners a little bit about chemistry for those who don't aren't familiar with the agency. All right. Yep. We are an advertising agency. As you would think advertising agencies are, we've got a, we've got a few offices, Atlanta and Pittsburgh are our largest offices. We've got a, a, a office in Miami. We've got an office in New York, actually, um, that uh, started about a year and a half ago, and we uh, have a new office in Phoenix. Um, but we are, uh, you know, an, an ad agency out there fighting the good fight for uh, creative every day. So that's us. Yeah, and you were our 2023 Silver Independent Agency of the Year. So you're obviously doing something right. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about that. Yeah. That's fantastic, you know. Next year, maybe we'll, we'll we'll take home the gold. We'll see. We uh, we we had a great night there. That was a fantastic night to see everybody and see uh, other independent agencies. We're fiercely fiercely independent, and um, we're quite proud of the the independence and what we can do with our independence. And so, uh, you know, there's a lot of award shows out there, but but independent for us is a big one. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that um, and, and why independence is so important to you. Maybe take us back to when you started the agency and what sort of some of the, the founding principles were. Yeah. Well, the, the agency is a little bit of a, a merger situation. We, we, we have a couple of different pieces and parts that have come together through the years. Myself, personally, um, I sort of did the the big agency, big cities, big brands kind of chasing for a long time. And then uh, was at an agency with Chris Breen and uh, we were both not quite happy with it. And he sent me a letter through the mail that said (laughs) a literal letter through the mail that said, (laughs) you know, let's start an agency and here are the reasons why. And are you in? And I said, yes. So we did that. We started an agency with uh, probably the dumbest way possible, you know, Two creatives, first of all, no adults in the room, um, <laughs> the, um, no clients. You know, why would we need those? We'll just make make we'll solve everything through creativity. You know, <laughs> so so that's what we did, and we we ran that for a while, and it really was all about creative. And we were 
we were again bringing home the trophies and shining them up and all that stuff but we were we were having a hard time scaling it um, and getting the infrastructure and we met uh, ned show who is a sort of a puzzle piece putter together magician and um, he had a vision for us and we we loved the vision and it would give us some infrastructure give them some stuff that they needed uh our top name at the time was breen smith they didn't want to take our last name so uh we went with chemistry which was their name which has been great we've uh adopted it and and made it work for us and we love it so yeah you guys have really leaned into the name and you talk about like experimenting and blowing shit up and talk so talk about the philosophy there yeah so the philosophy there really is everything's an experiment so um we, you know, we are, we're, we say that we are trying to create a place that people do their best work and live their best lives. So part of that is pushing yourself and pushing the clients and uh, always questioning things, always trying to make things better. So that is, that is what everything is an experiment is. You're always testing and working forward and looking for the next answer. And even if this works, maybe something else works better. And that, that means at work every day from, you know, maybe, you know, from, from the little things to the, to the client, big decisions and pushing them well. And really it comes down to our, to the goal, which is blowing shit up and blowing shit up is, uh, has become, you know, it's become a wonderful thing to us. We hear it back, you know, clients say it back to us. A lot of people say it back to us. Um, it is really, um, it is really architecture, not arson. We say it, it's, it's sort of the idea that, you know, you've got a problem, you have to break that problem down. You have to have to take it to its core and then, you know, find it and then, and then rebuild from there. So that's what really blowing shit up. It also acts as a filter for us a little bit because, you know, you walk into uh, you get calls from from possible new business and the people that it scares, it sort of filters out and so be it. You know, that's uh, that's we, we, you know, probably not going to be a relationship that we want to want to have in the end anyway. So that is blowing shit up for us. So talk about like what that looks like, like when you have a client that's like, yeah, we want to blow shit up, like maybe given you give an example of like how you've sort of worked with a client in that capacity and what they were able to get out of it. Yeah. It's interesting. Like it, you know, you get clients like a, a Netflix who, you know, they hear blow shit up and they need people talking, you know, it is all, all about word of mouth and, and getting people excited and that kind of stuff. Interestingly enough, you do get conservative clients who get even more excited about blow shit up because I don't know. They, they really, they have their world and it may not mean something as disruptive as, um, as a Netflix, but what it is, is something in their industry. You know, it could be as simple as, you know, we, we, in one industry, we created a, a podcast that, that, that had its, you know, certain rules for their industry and it became, it's now the number one podcast in their industry. And for them, that was a blowing shit up thing, you know, mm-hmm. and it really, you know, it really is about, um, finding opportunities and being smart, um, you know, we're strategically smart creatives. We, you know, we say, you know, it's the line that everybody's saying now, but it's true. When you get the data in, you look at everything, you, um, you know, you find smart ways to do it, but we're, uh, it, it really does mean, uh, different things for, for different, um, for different clients. 
it's all relative, right? Like blowing shit up for Netflix would be different than blowing shit up for like a pharma client. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it, it is very different, but, but it works, you know, and, and they, they believe in it and it gets them excited and they, they want to believe and we want to believe that, yeah, we're not going to do the same old thing. It really is going to be uh, something that you guys can be proud of, something that people are going to notice, something people are going to talk about, you know, mm-hmm. they, you know, so, yeah. So talk about how you're um, sort of like organized to do that. Like I know, you know, fiercely independent is something that you mentioned up front. Like, does that sort of help you um, be able to execute on these bold ideas or like talk about why that's so core to how the agency functions? Yeah, it's core in a few ways. I mean, one, everybody's sort of empowered to um, create and be creators. We're a creative led agency. That means account execs to research to whatever. But um, we, you know, as an independent agency, we don't, not only do we have many not many layers to kind of get things approved, we're big yes folks, but that means like, if you say, hey, I've got an idea for starting this social thing, we're more than likely gonna say, great, we'll put our money behind it, you try it, let's, let's try it. And out of that, we've created, you know, a lot, as a lot of people have their own, uh, production company. We've also started a research company. We've, uh, we've, the, the production company is a hundred percent women black led company. Um, and the, uh, research company is a person who was really, really into strategy. And, but, but as she did the strategy, we realized she really loves research and, you know, let's take that and move her over here and create something so that you can be independent doing that. We've got a new thing where um, one of our account people, you know, she's just a really talented person in a unique way. And she, she is great with seeing creative opportunities and even in clients that are not her clients. And so we created a bomb squad, which is a, which is like a X amount of money for X amount of time. We, which is usually like a couple of weeks for X amount of money. And we take, a team and and take them off of everything else and just dedicate it to a problem and say here do this and because you know we see these she she'll see these opportunities again it's a creative opportunity but how do we do it how do we make it happen and so we'll go to the client and say here's how we'll do it and we'll do it in two weeks and it won't cost you as much as you know and and it'll be something you can be proud of so yeah that's cool it's kind of like a sprint right like a, a, a special ops unit comes in it is. And- <laughs> That is exactly right. That's right. So, yeah. So are you able, do you find that you're like able to have more flexibility with how you invest in the agency by, by being independent in that sense? Like you can start new, new groups and just sort of like do things like that and, and stand them up pretty quickly. That's the thing. It, 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 it is pretty quickly. And we, we do, we, uh, we, you know, once we see something, whether, you know, and it's usually people in the agency bring it to us, we're able to fund it and able to create it and usually give it some quirky chemistry related name mm-hmm. and, uh, and make it work. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but that's what everything experiment is. I mean, you, you, uh, you have to, you know, that, you're not getting anywhere unless you're failing. Right. So, yeah. So talk about the type of talent you have at the agency. I know you mentioned you and your creative partner started it as two creatives and 
now it's grown into, you know, multiple cities. And so talk about that uh, trajectory and like now sort of the type of talent you look for. Yeah, because as we all know, talent is the engine. It is the key. But unlike the holding companies and some of the big folks, we really can't go, oh, let's go hire (laughs) so-and-so. Because you see the headlines like, so-and-so went to so-and-so. Oh, my gosh, what an amazing talent. It's like, okay, well, that's great. But we don't have that option. So what are we doing? So we, we really look for passionate, delusionally optim- optimist, passionately delusional optimism. I mean, that's a little hard to say sometimes. But <laughs> what that means is, number one is passion, right? So, so really, you know, you're looking for people who are doers. They love to win. They have a get-it-done spirit. Um you know, they have advertising in their blood. And as you know, there's no rehab program for that, unfortunately. So, <laughs> um, but that's it. They're passionate, right? And they're delusional. They believe anything can happen, right? Who who can can you, would you think that we were going to be, you know, an independent agency of the year? That's pretty hard to, hard to think about when you're not there, you know? So it's a, what it, you, you have to be delusional and you have to be an optimist because, you know, you don't know any successful pessimist. You just don't. So. So how do you find these people and like, how do they find you out of all the agencies that they could work at? Right. It's actually sort of the same philosophy as our new business philosophy, which is build a fire, you know, um, early on when we started, um, Chris Breen and I, when we were starting the agency, we flew to Miami and sat down with Chuck Porter and he said, you know, well, how do you want to know how to start an ad agency? Well, you do PR. And they're like, wait a second, what? We don't do <laughs> PR and we have nothing to PR. And I'm guessing campaign is not going to write the fact that Tim and Chris are starting an agency. So it, we came up with basically a few years later, it kicked in and we were really doing the work and stuff. But our philosophy is build a fire. So it's the old where there's smoke, there's fire. So you build a fire, you create noise. Um, it's very similar to, to our client and, and how we treat their accounts, but, but we mostly have people coming to us. I mean, it's, it's better when clients come to you. It's better when, um, you know, talent comes to you and, and, you know, we're, we, we, uh, we say who we are. We're very transparent about it. Um, is this the type of place that, you know, you want to work and you're attracted to and, um, and they come and, and again, uh, we've got a pretty good track record of bringing them, really good really good talent and not only that but sort of developing that talent as well because it's uh you know it's tough now with 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 remote and no it's less mentorship and and that kind of stuff but but we do try and um group people up make sure as we scale we're getting bigger and bigger and try and you know make sure people know each other you know i'm a big believer in parties solve problems. Like, I just think that, you know, you may be remote, but, you know, if we, you know, have some get together situations and the research person's doing karaoke with junior copywriter, it's going to pay dividends at some point. Like, it's just better to know them. You know, I like that philosophy. I'm going to start. I'm going to steal it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So to that point, you have offices in a bunch of U.S. cities. Atlanta and and some other places that aren't the typical, you know, coastal right. places. Um, I would imagine that helps you find great 
great talent as well in different places. But are you guys back in the office? Like what's your what's your setup? We're a few days back in the office. Yeah, we are. I mean, uh, you know, our, our goal, obviously, is really we're not trying to say, you know, you have to be in the office. What we're really trying to do is make sure that you people are finding places to do their most creative work. But um, but, you know, personally, I'm you know, I listen to people who are smarter than I am. And Chuck McBride said, you know, locker room is where the championships are won. And I do believe that. Again, you have to, um, yeah, you have to, you have to be in in the the weeds in there with folks. And and a lot of times you can't get that in the weeds with um, with Zoom, you know. So mm-hmm. so that's it. But and and we create in our offices, we create creative spaces as much as possible. I mean, if you want to work at your house and you have your thing, that's one thing. But you're also you can also come to the offices, and we try and give different communal spaces with different resources and, and things that you may not have. And maybe those things are as simple as old books, old one show books. Cause you know, you're used to rabbit holing, you know, your own path down to work that you want to see. Well, you know, in, in an old book, you look through it and there's history there and, and different thoughts and stuff. And, but there's resources of all sorts of different stuff, but we really just try and, uh, you know, again, create these spaces that have energy and and will help you be creative regardless of what what department you're in. Yeah. Are you are you like requiring people to come in a certain number of days a week? Yeah. Right now we're um, right now we're uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays. And even that is like, you know, other folks are like, well, my group would like to come in on this day or we want to do this and that's fine with me. I mean, it's, it's more of, again, like as long as you're together collaborating, it can't be, you know, it's, there's no point in you just, well, there could be you, you coming in by yourself. But the, the idea is definitely to give us, give spaces for people to meet. And honestly, if you want to meet, you know, if you guys want to meet at a coffee shop on Tuesday and the five of you work at that, then that's that's a that's yeah. a space as well. That counts as office time, you know. Yeah. Just got to create that chemistry. <laughs> create the chemistry. So um, you mentioned new business and how your strategy is similar where a lot of times clients find you. What is um, talk about that? Like, how do you normally engage with clients and, and what's your sort of pitching philosophy? Yeah. First of all, our pitching philosophy is, again, you know, we're sadly addicted to advertising and you hear these, you, you, you do hear some agents saying, you know, we, we, we're not going to pitch. We don't pitch. We refuse to pitch or whatever, but I love pitching. We love pitching. It's for us a great time to, you know, really show what you can do. And it really sets up uh, the relationship of what kind of work um, you're going to give them. I mean, definitely learned a long time ago, Go in, be yourself, do what you guys, what you do. And then, you know, don't try and be them. Don't try and customize because that definitely backfires. And, you know, when you lose, you think, wow, what, what if we we're going to be ourselves? But, but that's that's definitely part of it. Um, we, uh, we're we always ourselves and we always kind of um, put it out there. And pitching is a, is a, I don't know, lifeblood for me. It's just part of the, the ad game. Mm-hmm. Do you, um, how, how much, how do you balance pitching with like organic growth also? Cause I know you're, you're full service, right? So how much is it about like growing with clients into new areas versus, um, 
mm-hmm. you know, net new accounts. Yeah, it's a lot about that for us. We still feel very upstart-ish. Um, and even though we're scaling up and, you know, I just I just gotten, I don't know if it's trouble or not, but I got a talking to from a, somebody else who's a new business, was a new business person. And she's like, ah, you guys should not have taken that account. That account, we, we knew what the scope was and what the we paid for. And you guys, you can't be, you know, taking that for this. And the way that I, and I explained to her, like, well, for us, we look at it differently because on this particular account, not only was it national brands that is a good thing for us, but it also allowed us to create another small business model within chemistry where, um, where it was creators and cut out some of the, some of the layers and less account management, et cetera. But we literally, you know, again, everything's an experiment. We challenged our company and they said, you know what, we can not only make money on this, but we can do it in a, in a way that we're not used to working and that we think will work in the future for other clients. And they're like, wow, that's, that's great. So, so it was great, but you know, we're in a different, we were in a different place in the place that the, that the person I was talking to, you know, they were bigger than us and, mm. you know, they're, I don't right. know, you know. It wasn't all about the, you saw the bigger picture. Yeah. It's a bigger picture for us. And, you know, and, and it's fun. I mean, fun's the best thing to have. And we think creating those things and figuring those things out, that's fun. Right. Do you run into that a lot? Like just the, the grinding down on, on clients asking for more than maybe they, they're willing to pay for. And how much does that sort of, I guess, what, what makes you say no? Like what makes you sort of back away? Yeah. Well, new business front, you know, it's, it's a, it's an easy rule. Number one, just going into a relationship. If they're not people that we like or don't feel like that, they're basically nice and we're, we're they're not going to, you know, there's no reason to pursue that. We definitely, that's number one, say no. Um, I mean, it's got to fit in to, um, they have to, they have to have our, our, they have to see the vision like we do. You know, again, that's part of, for I think why pitching is important because it really is, you, they can see, you get on the same page and, and, you know, and it's not saying no to them, but it's all, it's putting it out there so that, so if they back off, you can say, nope, 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 nope. So we, uh, we practice saying no, no is a super powerful word. As you know, um, it's, um, it's definitely one of the most powerful words. So we, we try and say no, we try and say no about being smart, you know, to smart things. Um, so it's, yeah. it's, everything's a, yeah, you just kind of balance it every time, but we do have sort of our checklist going down. Are they nice people? Are they going to do good work? Is it going to be profitable? Some of the, some of the basics that I'm sure mm-hmm. agents go through, but it is really hard to say no when the profit is there and, um, and maybe they're not really nice people or educated marketers, you know, we're trying to find mm-hmm. good relationships with educated marketers who want to do smart things. So, um, but, um, over the year, and now it's, you know, as you get, as you scaled up, as we've gotten bigger, it's definitely, um, it's definitely a little easier. You know, we, we know we're not going to miss a meal. So that, that <laughs> yeah, true. Um, well, as you get bigger, I mean, I don't, I'm not sure exactly how much you've grown in the past few years, but it sounds like there's been a lot of significant, um, growth and, and scaling. And I'm curious, like you, um, 
you are like a very humble person. And I think that's sort of the way that you, the culture of the agency, right? Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of egos in advertising and <laughs> how do you kind of keep that down to earth feel at the agency as you continue to grow and, and take on bigger clients? Yeah, it's a, it's something that you have to be, um, be conscious of for sure. We, um, you know, we had won small agency of the year, like three times and we were on a roll and, and really happy with that. And, and, and then all of a sudden this year we were finalists for midsize agency. And I was like, Oh no, we don't get to enter any small agency things anymore. (laughs) Too big. So, um, but we, we, you know, it is really in the end, as you probably know, it's really in the end about culture and, and it's just, it's hard to maintain that culture, but it's so important to, um, to, bring in the right people, make sure that they culturally fit um, and culturally have the same sense of, of what you're trying to do. And then um, as we get the bigger and more people, it's just, it just, the culture feeds on itself. So, um, you know, we do, uh, as everybody probably does, we do lots of Zoom meetings, we do lots of, of in-person meetings and we do lots of parties. So it's a lot of uh, you know, we spend a lot of time with each other and, and, uh, and the culture just feeds on itself. Mm. So you're saying now you're no longer small agency of the year, you're midsize agency, you're right. in multiple cities in the U S what's next? Like what's the growth trajectory? I don't think you want to sell. It sounds like, so what's sort of, yeah, it's, uh, that's not really on the table and you know, it's, it's, I must, I'm a little embarrassed to say we, we need to come up with new goals. We had, we had a goal. Some of the things we won this year, like independent and A-list, were the, you know, they were big goals for us. And we've been working on them a couple of years. And, and we went, check, that, that's great. But, um, but, and we're still opening offices, which I don't even know if that's a thing anymore to, you know, again, like <laughs> offices, but we think it's important. And, yeah. you know, um, uh, and we're building out both our multicultural, which we're really working on having, you know, the whole agency be multicultural. We, we, we really work on having the demos of every office match the city that they are from. Um, and we, you know, we've got a great... Mike Valdesvalli runs Cultura, uh, which is our Hispanic comms arm in in um, Miami, and they're growing like crazy because of that segment is just unbelievably on fire. So we're trying to be smart about where to grow. Um, certainly not just focus on Hispanic, but be truly multicultural. That's that's one thing for sure. We just started. Um, we've always had a strong technology base in chemistry, but we just broke off um, that to specialize in it. it's called React, R-E-A-C-T, like another kind of chemistry act thing. But, um, and they are, you know, they're building websites, building apps, but more helping us, you know, understand what everybody wants to understand, which is the future and mm-hmm. you know, AI and how's that going to affect me and all of that stuff and making sure that we're prepared. So it's, uh, we're trying to be really smart about growing and also just by being informed, like what, what do we think is coming technology wise? What do we think is coming demographics wise? What do we think this? So we're, uh, we're, we're cautiously 
move not really cautious i'm afraid that's something we're not really good at but we're, <laughs> i was gonna say you don't sound cautious <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, for the record i'm gonna say we're cautious but we're really not so um no we, we plan it out and it, it's great and you know ar i think uh you know it's uh to me it's it, it democratizes everything you know people who could scribble now can say make that into a pixar drawing and people who can't code now can code as well as the cio and i don't know that's a lot of creative power like you, you yeah don't, yeah yeah so how are you thinking about that i mean i think all creators right now are grappling with what ai means for their companies and their jobs like is there any is there anything you're particularly looking at in the space or any sort of big picture ideas you have about what this could mean for creative agencies yeah i mean my personal opinion is that that it's a very positive thing and that's really the lens that we're looking at it i mean you you know you can't catch fish unless it's high tide or low tide i mean the, the water's got to be moving so this is this water is moving it's going to change a lot of things across business across agencies all that but all that means is opportunity you know and so we're just trying to be smart about again having react and and folks in the company make sure that we're on top of um what's coming, making sure we're informing our clients of what they want to do and looking at it through that lens of this is an opportunity to use new tools. And, and that's, that's the way, you know, I think that's the best way to do it because you can't predict the true future. It's another experiment. It's another experiment. Amen. <laughs> well, another, another big moment on the creative calendar is coming up soon which is CAN. Mm -hmm. Does chemistry enter into CAN? What's your sort of relationship with the, the festival? Yeah, we had a, we had a, a touch of bad luck during the pandemic. We were, we had a, we had a main stage spot with Netflix and we were all, all gearing up to, uh, to go and then pandemic and it all shut down. But yeah, mm -hmm. no, we love CAN and um, I particularly and myself, I'm not going to go, I believe we've got some others, Breen, it's going, et cetera. But um we love can it's a good year for us on can i think just on the handshaking kissing babies um situation just because we have gotten some new accolades you know and and you know maybe some people know chemistry now which is a which is always a, a great a great feeling and again like a, a feeling you're like oh you do oh good okay fantastic so because again we're an up-and-comer um and we're growing and all that but uh but uh you know we certainly are uh you know we have ad stars in our eyes and we love uh, we love seeing all the, the heroes of advertising and we know many of them just through the through the years and you know somewhere between old home day and and the future um, but it's I, I love can you know it's just it's just uh, it's it is the ultimate to me celebration and unfortunately I will sit and talk with anybody from a right out of college to a retired veteran of advertising about stories and thoughts and you name it. I just love it. So are you, do you go mo more, are you entering the awards? Is there any, any okay. hopefuls? Yeah. Yeah. We got a few, I think we've got a, I think we got a shot with some Netflix and some AU stuff. AU's uh, Atlanta United. It, um, we built that, um, that, that brand. It was a great opportunity. We built it really, there was no team, no, no, um, stadium, anything. And it was soccer in the South. And, uh, so we had, to, we got an opportunity working with them. They brought in some really smart folks from Nike and Adidas and those kind of stuff. We got a chance to 
build uh, the traditions and what does it look like and how do you tailgate and, you know, what is, what's the difference between a college football Saturday and a, you know, and a, a match day and all mm-hmm. that stuff. We, we really, the making the team, making the town part of the team was a, was our philosophy there. And we, we did a ton of grassroots stuff and we continue to do a ton of grassroots stuff that is culturally, we feel like relevant and involves artists in the community and involves thought leaders in the community and that kind of stuff. And, uh, and we've, we've gotten some, um, some accolades on that. I think some of that might, might, um, make it through. Um, certainly the Netflix stuff is a, was a boy band stuff that we shot that we took reality stars and we sent iPhones all over the world and got them to film themselves and wrote the songs and, you know, all the stuff that you never think you're going to do, write songs and things. (laughs) And uh, it turned out really well and was super successful for them. And, and um, yeah, so we got a, got a few in there crossing our fingers, you know? Awesome. Well, I will be there looking out for your, your wins, hopefully. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah. And until then, thank you so much for, for joining me and keep blowing shit up. Uh, we'll keep blowing shit up and keep spreading the name chemistry and all the chemistry love. <laughs> That's all the time we have for this week. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Campaign Chemistry on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts.